featuring insights and inspirations from the mind of Boogie Triggs. This is Boogology, a Low Tree Studios podcast. My name is Jason. I am the producer and co-host, and joining me is the man behind the name, a 21-year Air Force veteran and high-level leader and motivator of people, Mr. Boogie Triggs. Welcome in, Boogie, to your own show. Thank you, sir. This Thank is, you, as you know, Do you even need a welcome mat? It's your building. <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> so how are you, man? How's the, how's, how's the podcast world treating you thus far, man? You digging it? it? Man, it's great, man. I mean, you know Did you ever, ever think you'd ever be doing something like this? No, no. It, no, I never did. I, I know I'll, I enjoy talking with people. I just never thought I'd be doing it like this. Yeah, talking with I love communication. It's one of my yeah. things I enjoy, which I think you might find strange because I don't necessarily talk a lot. Well, I do talk a lot, but maybe not about the things that I'm incredibly passionate about with every single person. Right. Whereas you're different. You know, you, you, you kind of just, you're, you're who you are. You bring it to everybody, whether they, they care or whether they don't. And I think that's incredibly unique. And I think that makes you, a, you know, a, sort of a gifted speaker. You don't care. You're just going to be you. Going to be me, just man. going to be you. So today I want to talk about understanding. Talked about it a little bit on the last podcast. I, I like your concept of it because what I think most people do is instead of wanting to be understood, they want to uh, push their opinion. They want right. you to, to come to their side. Right. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest ways in which we find conflict with other people. Right. Because, uh, hey, look, you got your opinion. That's fine. But I don't have to, I don't know. I don't have to come to your side. I think it creates a cr an incredible amount of division. Right. So I think, your concept of understanding, which we'll get to here, is is a, is a component in creating less separation, right? Where right. we can start going, oh, okay, I see your, I see what you're saying. I don't agree necessarily, Absolutely. but at least I see it. So let's 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 talk about that a little bit. What right. to you is understanding? What does it mean to you to be understood? And how do you approach the concept of understanding? Okay. the The way I approach the concept of understanding is first of all. If there is a situation, right, a scenario, and I have to look at it subjectively, like, do I like the situation or do I hate the situation? So before I can make that decision, I have to understand what the situation is. So I can't just say, situation, I don't like it. Because mm. somebody's going to say, what situation and what would you like about it? <laughs> right? Yeah. So I have to I have to understand what's happening first. So by understanding that doesn't mean I agree. And what happens is we as people, we give nonverbal feedback, right? So when somebody's talking to you and you're saying something, what you're saying they relate with or understand what you're saying, they start nodding their head. Right? Right, like as I'm doing right now. Right, as a nonverbal. <laughs> and, and too often, that can be construed as, as I agree. Oh, that, right. That nonverbal. Yes. So what happens is when they start sensing themselves nodding their head, as in I understand, they immediately stop and say, no, stop. I don't agree with nothing you're saying. And I go, well, you haven't heard everything I have to say yet. I heard enough. And what you said, I don't agree with it. Well, you haven't heard. Nope. It just immediately starts shooting you down because sub subconsciously they're mad at themselves for even allowing their mind to open up to make them feel like they agree. So they immediately go right into defensive strategy or debating. And 
a lot of people have a tendency of listening to react instead of listening to learn. So on, on the one hand, you have a person that's trying to deliver information. On the other hand, you have a person aside trying to receive information. Now, what causes conflict between those two is the agenda. What is the reason for you delivering this information? Mm-hmm. Okay. How I'm going to receive it is based on your reason, right? So that's going to tell me if I should receive it as an open mind or as this fool is trying to convince me to think the way they think. Okay. And that's in everything. And everything. If you just bring somebody into a situation, you start giving them your concept of it, they'll immediately start thinking, why are they bringing me in? Are they trying to pull me on their side? Are they trying to convince me I should think like them? All that stuff happens immediately. You know, the synopsis start firing. It just happens. It's just a natural object objectivity of mankind. So for me, I make sure that I understand what's at hand, what the situation, what the subject matter is. So I listen to learn. I listen to gather as much information as possible that's being presented so I know exactly what's going on. So how do you shut down your own personal agenda, Be your own personal filter, right? Or, you know, right. that, 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 that we all look through. Because I'm not afraid of that person changing my mind on anything because my mind is open to... Like, this is new to me, oh, okay. new script, and I'm reading it for the first time. <clears throat> That's unique. Not a lot of people do that. Yeah, well, because people go in with a predetermined objective. And that is, let me see what this fool talking about. <laughs> or let me see what's really going on here. I don't. You come to me and you start telling me stuff. Now, listen, it's not a fine science. I have had a discussion. I told somebody, I say, man, I would, and, you know, several people, I would love to have a discussion with a white supremacist. Mm. I would love to. And this falls in that category. Be careful what you ask for. Cause I had that chance. Yeah. So I would like to, and it was like, why would you want to know? I said, I just want to know why would this person not like me without knowing me? Cause my philosophy is love me or hate me. Just know me first. And if you say, I know you, but I don't like you. Cool. I can live with that. I'm not trying to make you like me. I just at least want to have fair ground, fair understanding that you have taken and who I am, right, on who my my matter is, and you process that matter. And at the end, throughout all your data, data banks, you cannot find anything in there that you like. Okay, great. I can move on from that. All right. So I had the chance to talk with this person. And the person told me that they were from North Carolina. And they don't like black people because every time something bad happened, it was a black person that did it. In their town? In their town. Now, where, <laughs> when, what was the scenario here? Were you in the same, were you were in the military together? Oh, yeah. We were in the military together. So same person serving with you. Yes. Sitting in the same, what were you sitting in, the, were you we sitting were, in a vehicle? <laughs> we, were sitting in, we were sitting in a vehicle. We were sitting in a little small Chevy S10. Right next to each truck, other. Right next were to each other. Were you shotgun? Were you, was very, he? Very close quarters. I was riding passenger. Okay. And we, we were stopped. We were parked. And I, I forced the conversation because he had like these undertones. That you told felt me, it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, more than one occasion. So I wanted to have that moment, and I figured it was the perfect scenario. It was just he and I, his word against mine, 
you know, vice versa. So let's just put it out there, right? And you told me, say, yeah, well, I'm from in North Carolina. Every time something bad happened, a black person did it in my town. I said, everything? He's like, yeah. I said, rape? Yeah. <laughs> Murder? Yeah. Steve? Yes, everything, Boogie, everything. Embezzlement? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, look, man, I'm not going to play games with you. Blacks did everything wrong. I'm like, wow. So what... So no, knowing his perspective and you being open enough to understand it, how did that shape your perspective of it? No, so I went, wow, I went. So in other words, I was never in North Carolina in your town, but I'm guilty too. He's like, you're black. I'm like, wow. <laughs> he was like, look, I don't care if you get mad. I say, whoa, I'm not getting mad. I ask you because I wanted to know. And now I know. He was like, well, don't be mad. I'm not mad. And I think that made him more mad because I wasn't responding the way that he wanted, expected of me. I think mad. for you, maybe this is not true, but for you, it was, it's, I think maybe what, what can be discovered in that, it's very individualistic. Yeah. It, it's not necessarily a whole, and I get that a whole can be influenced by one individual. Yes. I get that. But in this particular person's case, it was shaped by, look, I'm sure those words came from his parents too. Yeah. I'm sure it came from his community. Yes. And he allowed himself to be shaped by it. Yeah. So in, in a lot of ways, the approach to being open-minded enough to understanding is the opposite of what you experienced in that vehicle with that guy. Right. He wasn't open enough to understand that what he was experiencing doesn't exist everywhere. No. Or or isn't actually the absolute truth. Now, mind you, I wasn't trying to convince him or sway him in any direction. But he was convinced of it. Yes. So the thing is, is that, you know, I got quiet after I'm like, wow. And that's why he kept saying, don't get mad at me. I said, like, I'm not mad at you, man. I'm, I asked for this, right? And he said, I just know how, you know, people get. I was like, you don't, you don't know me that way. So now he still was troubled by the fact that I was not responding the way he thought I would. And so why didn't you? Why didn't it upset you? I know we just said it, but yeah. why didn't it upset you? Because, because most people it would. Because I accepted him the way he was. I went in expecting nothing. I'm, I went in to gain knowledge, to gain to have the ultimate experience. Like I have a chance right now to talk to somebody that don't like me because my black skin, don't like me because my, my pigmentation don't like me. And I get to find out. And then I find out that he don't like, he does not have anything against me. He has a, something against the shell of me, my skin. And an idea because that he, he has in his yeah, head. He doesn't know me. So if he knew me, and I worked with this man for years, and he knew that I was somebody he can depend on at work, yet that green uniform covered my skin because hmm. we were in military together. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do understand it, and I also understand that the the wonderful contrast in his his perspective in life and yours. Yeah. And and really underlines the beauty in the ability 
and the practice of being open enough to understand other people because it can eliminate prejudice. You know what? Yeah, prejudice, not racism, prejudice. It can eliminate it. Yeah. Which prejudice doesn't that lead to racism? Yes, it does. But see, you can be prejudiced over a vegetable. I hate tomatoes. That's a prejudice over a vegetable. You can't be prejudiced against a race of people. That's racist. All right. So people use those two closely related, but one is a definite. You can be racist against a vegetable. You can be racist against a race of people. Well, because it's race. It's it's, it's in the definition. Absolutely. So the thing is, is that if you don't like dealing with people. I mean, you can be a vegetableist. You know what I'm saying? A fruitist. A fruitist. Hate them fruit. fruitist bastard. (laughs) You don't like me because I'm a pineapple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So But racist is in it's in the it's in the word. Yeah, it's in the word. Race. And, and the thing about it is like, you know, to be But you are prejudging. You're basing you're basing your judgment off of in this in this person's case, he's basing his entire judgment on the color of your skin based on things that happened to him in the past. So he's already coming into it with some prejudgment. Yeah, but isn't that what everything though? Like I said, oh, of course. like it's, I said, it's true. when I go in to meet people, when I go to learn people, I encounter them expecting nothing. That, and that's that's the key to understanding. Yes. Really. That's, that's, that's the gateway. The that's that the opening. To understanding. So I'm here to gain knowledge, to gain logic, right? And it's amazing how much we shut ourselves down. And, I, and, and I'm speaking, I'm speaking of it even, I do it. You know, this is, I, I do it. I, I mean, I don't always listen. Uh, sometimes there's, it's a loaded gun. Right. You know, it's a, it's a, it's the question they ask is, is, is pregnant, ready to give birth to my opinion. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. certainly there. I do try my best to practice being open-minded, l- lack of expectation. The other thing I try to practice when I come into a new group and I've heard things about somebody, I try to eliminate the things that I've heard and, right. and take what, whatever they give me similar to what we've discussed before. But I, th- I think that that's super, super interesting, the difference between you and that, that person. And I believe the reason why this is a good topic is it opens up and eliminates many of the things that plague us as people and our connections with each other and some of the ways in which we push each other away. And you want to know the beauty in that, though? The beauty isn't that he was wrong. In his mind, he was right. There you right go. and wrong is such it is. a dicey that's place why, to exist. That's why I don't believe in right and wrong. I don't either. I believe in good and better. Good and better. Okay. I do. So the thing is that he and his he was right. He was not wrong. He was right because the truth is not what you say. It's how it's received. Right? Right. His truth was every black person. That is his truth. You can't argue with <laughs> someone's can't, truth. You can't. That's his truth. Okay, so I just sat back and again, I gained knowledge, which in turn continue to open my mind up even more. And that's why I said good and better. You could find the darkest situation, darkest instance and find good in it. It's just our natural instincts as humans is to immediately go towards the bad, the negative. It's true. So like, oh, that was an explosion. Nine people died. How many people were in the building? Over 400. Okay. Yeah. The good thing is only nine died. That's not good. It is. It could have been, <laughs> the numbers could have been far greater than nine. Yeah. What would have been better is if the explosion never happened. Of course. Okay. So 
Now, what has happened, happened. We have to look at the good that comes out of it because the negative is right there. See, I have I have traveled the world four times, and this is funny. I love the United States of America. This is my country. There's no other place I want to live. There's no other place I want to be. Okay? The thing I see with the United States is sometimes we have religion wrong. Not the sect of religion we choose, just how we practice our religion. Every other country I've been in, they pray, right? Because they expect everything to be wrong. And everything good happens is a blessing. Hmm. It was a blessing I woke up. It was a blessing that I had this food. So they just they that, live in a place of gratitude. Yes. In the United States of America, we don't stop praying until something bad happens. And we start questioning God. What have, what have I done? Why am I going through this? Because we expect yeah, we live everything in a, to be good. We live in a place of expectation. Absolutely. So for it's me. It's so different. And it's also <laughs> why many, why, why someone can come to this country Someone from a foreign country yeah. who had nothing and can be very, very successful. Yes, because they're dri- we're, 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 and that's also why a lot of times we're just addicted to com- complacency, sort of, yes. and safety, and we never really reach our full potential because, eh, we can just get by. Right, we're under that sort of safety net. Not to, not to. Oh no, not to go sidetrack. Oh no, that. you didn't because that just goes right along with something else like procrastination. I don't believe in procrastination. I just believe that shit is not important. Okay, but people don't want to be that that strong, that bold, you know, that that harsh to say it's just not important to me. Why why'd you get to work late? I procrastinate. No, you didn't. Getting to work on time was not important to you. <laughs> if I told you, hey, I have a two hundred thousand dollar vehicle over here that I just got out of the shop, brand new, two weeks ago, and it has a flat tire, and I don't want it, you can have it. But it's 50 miles away and you have to walk to get it. When are you leaving? I am fucked that. I ain't going to get that. I got <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like the rest of the fools, y'all be on the road headed to get that right now. And I gave you the keys. It's yours to have. Whenever you want to get it, you can get it. But you're going right now. Why? Because that shit is important to you. It depends. Yeah. Right. Well, you're asking me who I already, I've, I've got enough cars. Absolutely. Yeah. But if I was a guy who didn't have, you know, that, how funny would it be? Two hundred, two hundred grand. Yeah, this is very uh, an upscale very nice luxury. Car. Yeah, yeah. Because and then I would go, what what kind of car is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll walk. I'll walk. Yeah, no problem. Fifty miles, I'll get in shape. It's that beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, thing, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a guy that's on the street. And he wants money, but if you offer him a burger, he not. I'll take the money. Instead. Yeah. That, that happened to me. Oh my God, I wanted to punch him in the throat. But <laughs> yeah. That happened to me. Yeah. And it happens. Yeah. I think we're in a weird place. Maybe we've always been in a weird place. Because I, I don't want to be one of those guys that as I get older, oh, back in my day. Yeah. But it was different. And it is changing. We're in a weird place where we we have this level of expectation that's changed. We're so bored with just the other levels of expectation that we're bringing it to a new level where we expect everybody to see the world exactly as we do. And when they don't, when they don't see it exactly as we do, they're wrong. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. Now, here's the funny thing. So we started off with... um being open and accepting people the way they are, right? Yes. Okay. 
I won't ever say that you're wrong unless that there's some measurable unit that we have to. So two plus two equals four. Right. Facts. Yeah, facts. Hard fact. Even though if you talk to certain scientists. Oh, God, here we go. (laughs) Okay, I won't do it. (laughs) I won't do it then. So something that measurable, that has a quantified statement. It's been proven. Yeah. All right. Other than that, the world is established and it continues to run by people that challenge what is a fact. And and people that have their own way of uh, of doing things that have worked. Yes. If it's working, (laughs) but it's different than the way it's working for you, why is it wrong? Absolutely. Why is it wrong? I agree with you. Like aerospace, we would not have aerospace if some brothers did not get drunk a uh, hundred years ago or so years ago. Got to. I want to fly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to be like the birds. I want to fly and thereby challenge gravity, which is really the easiest thing to challenge, man. Out of all of the the state status out there, we have to challenge gravity. Is the easiest one. We beat gravity's ass every day. Every time we stand up, every time we jump, gravity getting the shit beat out of it, right? <laughs> yeah. So it wins you know, a few times. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah, especially after you've been drinking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Gravity, like, remember me, mother? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah. It says, yeah. You you think you got this? <laughs> yeah. So, but at any rate, we, <laughs> we we we're designed that way. We're built that way. And the reason why things are different than back when. It's because of technology. Every time a new piece of technology is created, we have to adjust and adapt in order for us to survive with it. That's why when people go away, either jail or just some way for four or five or even 20 years, when they come out and they have like new cell phones and new, they don't know how to adjust to that. It's time warp. Absolutely. So things are going to be different. The mindset is going to be different. The people in the world right now that take the biggest ass whoopings are millennials. Millennials get the shit beat out of them, right? Mentally and verbally. By society, you mean? By society, yes. Come on, society is the the biggest pimp out there. Yeah. All right? And why do you say that? Because everybody kicks millennials in the ass. Millennials, first of all, there are people that that we have uh, titled as entitled. Mm. They're entitled, right? I, I believe because I did this, I deserve that, and so on and so on. Whereas we grew up, whereas, hey, take your time. Your opportunity will come. Just prepare for it. Well, they're like, well, I went to school. I got my degree. I should be making six figures now, right? You need to pay me that money. And if you don't, then I'm going to go ahead and sue you because now that discrimination or something like that. Right. Believe me, that's some crazy-ass cases right now, man. It's even going through Supreme Court right now over – Shit like that. Right. Okay. So they're taking the biggest whippings. Now, why do, why do you have to get beat like that? Because we don't agree with them. Well, guess what? When we were their ages, our parents didn't agree with our logic either because they worked their but fingers. But they're a to- byproduct of our logic. That's the irony. Yes, it. they are. They are. The millennials are a byproduct of our logic. We tried to do it better. Parents tried to do it better and, and thus created... The mentality that's come. Absolutely. The the uh, participation trophy mentality. Yes, absolutely. So it's like when, 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 when you look at everything that we do, everything that we deal with and expectations and how we perceive what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad, is based upon what we've done in the past, where we are in our present, and where we think our future is going, 
right? Yeah. Because what we do right now that's acceptable and that could be construed as good could 20 years from now be like, are you out of your damn mind? Think about it. They still have people to release it from jail right now for weed convictions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, God. Because now weed's how pissed, legal. How pissed would you be? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, I got pulled over in California for having weed, and now that shit's legal. legal. I mean, obviously, the certain amounts aren't, you know, carrying yeah. on you and stuff like that. Yeah, but still, it's legal now. People have <clears throat> been released. Yeah. You know? So. How do you get people, though? can't force anybody to do anything right but how do you get people to just lighten up a bit i think one of the one of the elements of of understanding maybe i'm wrong but see if you agree is the ability to laugh at yourself Uh, it's another component of it maybe i'm wrong but it's another component of it i think sometimes we take ourselves and our agenda so seriously that it limits it eliminates our ability to actually be open enough to to, to uh, have some levity, you know, in, in who we are as a human. We're, we're an offended generation. I mean, we're offended by this. We're offended by that. We're creating new rules for people to, to at what point are you not able to, to be, to be you? Okay. Let, well, that's, and right. you're in that field. We're, yeah. we're in it together. We have meetings about it. Yeah. Where, where do you, where, where, aside from corporations, where do you draw the line in, in your approach to life where you allow people to uh, be themselves, whether it might offend you or not. Okay. Well, let's bring the pimp back into the room again, society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pimp. Okay, the pimp. Uh, what, so, a, what a fickle thing it what is. What a yeah. fickle thing it is. Society drives all that, man. It does. Thank I'm sick of it. He's sick of it. Right, and there's going to be a re- there's a revolution that's going to take place. Yeah, where people be- get their right to speak back. <laughs> I'm not an- kidding. It's going to happen. The anti-societal movement. It's going to happen though. Yeah. Right. First, there's a freedom of speech, and now it's don't say a fucking thing, and then it's like, no, come on now. We got to be able to say what, what's on our mind. Yeah. Right. We got to be able to say what's on our no matter what color of our skin. You're and right. I'm not I'm not saying you should go out and hurt people's feelings. That. It's about intention. Intention. Uh, there you go. The intent behind it. I got that. If it's your intent is evil, and we can all detect that. Right. Everybody has the ability to detect evil intent. Right? Are we yeah. not? Are we, we're not stupid people. Yeah. So if you can you can detect that someone's coming at it and they're not coming at it from an evil intent, why are we so offended by it? Why are we so hurt by it? Why does it hurt us so deeply? Because because you're not just crusading for yourself. You're crusading for the the underdog, for the little guy, somebody that doesn't have the voice to stand up and say, hey, that hurts me. So you're trying to say, hey, I don't want you to say that because it could hurt someone else. And, and how do you of, feel about that? Well, I I feel that for me, I take that into consideration. I really do because I was an underdog at one time. I was the youngest of nine, man, and we were dirt poor. I mean, so if, if I didn't have a friend or two that stood up and say, hey, man, that shit ain't funny to somebody, then I don't know where where I would be. So I do that at times. Now, do do I think that that it kills free speech? No. Free speech is alive and well. I think, again, is it the intent? Now, there's a reason why the First Amendment is freedom of speech. And the Second Amendment is the right to bear arms. Because they said, 
I should have the right to say whatever I want to say. Well, if you're going to say stupid shit like that, you better have the way to defend it. Well, we need to have the guns so nobody punches in the throat. You understand what I'm saying? So there's a reason. People know that stuff they say can have like backlash to it. And the, the limit of the backlash can, can be severe. So the thing is, is that freedom of speech is alive and well. It is the intent. I think we have to be cognizant of understanding how our words, and look, I'm moving my hand like I'm a politician now. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can see that. All right. It's an audio podcast. I know, I know, right? <laughs> so I think that we have to be cognizant of what it is that we're saying, the, the message that we're trying to convey. Because if we just think that, you know, I think that anybody over 60 has the right to say what the hell they want to say. I think at 60, when it comes up, it should come out. If you think about the shit, say it, right? Because you have lived that long. Even though they said that, you know, we're living older now into our 70s and everything else, there's a lot of other things that's working against us. So I say you hit 60, say the shit, okay? It is the intent, though. If your intention is to hurt someone, either because of a race, a creed, color, you know, a disability or something like that, and then I think that's very cruel. But if your intent is to hurt an individual, just one specific person, exclusively, say what the fuck you want to say. That's what I'm saying, because somebody has done something to upset you, to get you to that point. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, be ready, because that person might come back you with the same type of um, yeah, they attack, will. and be ready for it. More you than know? likely, they will. Oh, yeah. So, like I said, again, society, the biggest pimp, sets all this up. So what if what if you're a comedian or what if you're a guy like you and I and we're saying some things and you say something and it's really not that big of a deal, but someone out there is like, that offends me. Well, remember, the truth is not what you say is how you see. My truth could have been at a joke. That person's truth, would it offended them. I don't know their path. Are you going to go and apologize to them? Hell yeah, I would. Hell yeah, I would. Because even though... It was a joke. It was in an open area. If there was somebody I wanted to hurt, it'd be done behind closed doors. It'd be done in an isolated area so that it's between me and them. But if it's just, if it's a joke and it's to make people laugh and I get the wrong response, yeah, I have to go apologize. I got to clean that shit up. That was not my objective. So if I didn't meet my objective, yeah, I can need to go fix that. Listen, I'm so, tar I'm so sorry. I, I had no idea hmm. that was going on. Because if I start talking about, you know, like sheep that, what's those like sheep when you scream at them, they like pass out. You ever see that? The goat, the yes, goat, I mean. Right. So if I start talking about those and thinking they're funny, all of a sudden somebody said, hey, that's not funny to me. I have a, a family member that when that happens, they do the same thing. They pass out and they have like some type of medical term for it, whatever, that I've never heard of in my life. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, I apologize. I had no idea. I now, just thought it was funny you, seeing that. Do you never say that again? Not around them. I won't. But if I think it's a good joke, yeah, I'll use it. Because in order for me to say something like that and it offends somebody, it has to be around the workforce. If I'm out in Walmart and I say that and somebody give a, offended, I don't give a shit. Okay, that's where that's where I'm getting. I, I that's where I'm getting to. These are people that you affect on a daily basis. Yes. But if you're in an audience, let's say you're on, you're doing stand up, you offend somebody. You apologizing to every person for everything that you do? No, no, I'm not. Because you came there expecting to laugh. 
not knowing what the people are going to say. So if you came there with any other measure saying, yeah, expectation saying they better not say this or they better not say that, you didn't come there for, for comedy. You didn't come there to laugh. So there's a preparation involved with that. Yeah. And, and that it, preparation is expecting nothing <laughs> and accepting accepting everything. Is that uh, is that really the underlying definition of trying to uh, of approaching understanding? Yeah. Expecting nothing. Yeah. That 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 is it because the only thing I'm doing is I'm gathering knowledge. How does I'm gathering that, facts? How does that benefit people? How does it benefit you and how do you think it could benefit people in general as a whole? Because my mind is open enough that I have nothing nothing preventing all of the knowledge that's being presented to me from hitting my data bank and for me actually processing it through to analyze it properly, right? Because you have to get it in, analyze it, then regurgitate it back in a, dis- in a discussion. So let's say you present to me, hey, Boogie, four plus four is five. And I'm like, five, four plus four is five. Before I'd like, man, you're crazy. Four plus, I mean, four plus four is eight. You're like, four plus four is five. I'm like, how does he say that? I'm going to analyze the shit out of that hmm. and then come back and explain and say to you like, wait, so you say four plus four is five based on what? Then I want you to explain it to me. I'm like, wow, that's deep. That's a unique way of looking at it. I don't agree with it. And this is why. You see how that conversation happened? Yeah. And it's a better conversation. Absolutely. So now you get to retain who you are. I get to retain who I am. And there was a conversation. No one got swayed. I have had conversations where people say, hey, man, this is a no-win conversation. I was like, whoa, not trying to win. I thought we were conversing, and you were giving me your um, aspects on it. I was giving you mine, and together, we were just talking. You gave me something. I'm like, wow, I never looked at it that way. Thanks. But that don't mean I agree with you, okay? I, I just think that people, as a whole, we immediately go in. And we go in expecting. We do. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I know this might be like a little nasty, but when you go to the bathroom, especially at work, there's no <laughs> there's no fans in there. And you're going, people like, man, they blew that shit up. <laughs> and I look at him and I say, hey. What'd you expect? When you walk into a bakery, you expect to smell bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what are you thinking when you go in there expecting to smell like potpourri? Yeah. We're not lighting candles. We're not lighting candles. <laughs> fire hazard. Right. That's a good one. I, I, I think we all sort of suffer from that in some regard. Right. We all suffer the, the, the effects, the byproduct of it in some regard. I think it's, you know, even on the roadway, you know, you expect people to drive the way that you do, or you expect people to work and care about your the job the way that you do you expect right. that we all come into things with a little a level of expectation is it possible to live life without it without expectation yeah well you said there's going to be a little I, I won't say wholeheartedly exclusively no expectation i won't i won't say that you know full committal to zero expectation i won't say that i will say that you can live life with limited expectation and find a lot of success in life with it. Do you think it bring, it brings a little more joy, a little more happiness, a little more yeah, pleasure in people? A little more openness. But then what society's going to do? They're going to call you a socialist. What society's going to do? They're going to call you a hippie. What society's going to do? They're going to pigeonhole you somewhere 
that say now you go against the grain of what's normal in society. But if you've got no expectations of society, you're not disappointed by what I'm they call you. Not disappointed at all. <laughs> not disappointed. I'm gonna give a shit. Yeah. So the thing is, is that society has to pigeonhole you now because you don't you don't assimilate with the Borg, right? Yeah. So you're you're different. So and unless they can find you and put you somewhere that categorically they can understand you, you're different. So now you're the odd person out. And I like being odd if that's the case, if that's the situation. Like I tell you guys at work, it is the things that make you unique what makes you such a great part of my team. I don't want a whole bunch of clones. If everybody comes in thinking the same way and functioning the same way and doing work the same way, we will not find success. So what is our what is what is society's addiction to or focus on everybody being exactly the same why why what is the be- what whatever is the benefit of everything being exactly the same there's, there, there's no there is no benefit there's to no it. benefit it's just that we we have to judge people we have to I, I don't feel good unless i'm judging you i gotta judge your car your house your zip code your area code your phone i have it's to crazy. judge everything the dog you have I have to judge everything. Yeah, we leave every single ounce of yeah. it behind when we leave yeah. this planet. Yeah, absolutely. So everything has to be judged. And if it doesn't fit into what I think is like the perfect construct, then now I have to criticize you. Man. Yeah. And 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 that's society. That's, that's what's right. Okay? It's like when I listen to music. I don't like all types of music. I'll listen to all types of music. And there are some parts of every type of music, every genre of music I like, but I don't like it all. So when I hear a musician, a band, a group, an individual create a song or, or create music, I give them their value. I'm like, yeah, something in there, I'm like, yeah, I like the way that sound. That's pretty cool. Oh, you like that? No, but I appreciate them and their talent. That's great. I appreciate their talent. I mean, one one type of music I couldn't get into, and that is that gore type of... Hardcore? Yeah. yeah. Can't get into it. However, I just see so many different nuances, man, and like the music and everything, because why it sound like just like organized chaos? There's something that's being done back there. Those musicians are playing the shit out of those instruments. Yes. I appreciate that, the fact they can take that that whole jumble of nothingness and make it consistent, make it something. Right. Is it my cup of tea? No. But I see the value in their, in their ability. Yeah, I'm the same with you. Uh, I'll, I, but I will openly for the fun of it, because that's what I like to do on the Jason Mini podcast and all, all right. the other shows that I do. Right. I will openly talk shit because I love to poke the bear. Yeah. You know, that's just me. That's, that's what I do. Are. I think yeah. it's fun. But but when, when I strip it all away, really, I, I that's just a persona. I, I, uh, I have a tremendous amount of respect. And we're talking about just that music yeah. right, right now. And, and really, uh, it's it's people in general and, and, and most things in general. I have a general appreciation for what they're doing. Right. You know, I'm not just, oh, they're not doing it like me. Screw that. It's right. not what I like. Screw that. It's garbage. Right. It's not the way I feel. I mean, although there are some music that I, as a musician, uh, there are some things that I go, man, they're not real musicians because there is music out there that's not real. Not you're, right. you're not grinding it out. You're not learning your instrument. But uh, but but back to understanding. I, I absolutely love your perspective on it. I think a lot of people could benefit from 
coming into situations open-minded with with minimal expectation so that they can learn people and appreciate people it, it's it's like tasting whiskey right right we do it's that. like tasting it's like tasting whiskey or or trying a new food for the first time or one of the things we're doing on one of our shows is it's a show called WTF is on Netflix. And one of the first shows that was recommended to us was a show called Big Mouth. And it's a cartoon and I absolutely hate cartoons. I hate cartoons, Boogie. So okay. I've never seen this show. So I'm already coming into it with some preconceived ideas that I have to, I have to work at eliminating Right. So that I can go, what is this? And I think that's hard to do in this world because we're taught to have, we're taught, I think it's, I think it's, we're taught to be careful, you know, we're taught to be cautious. cautious so we, so we right. want to come into stuff knowing as much as we can about it so that we can somehow navigate it. But I, I think it's better to come into it knowing very little about it, other than maybe if you're going to a new place, knowing the map. But right. you don't know the sites. You don't know the people. You don't know what you're going to experience. Come into it open-minded and right. allow yourself to experience it. Because I think you'll get less of an experience if you're closed-minded. Right. Now, it's funny you said Big Mouth. <laughs> back to that show. Yeah, just back to that show. That show, it's, it's only cartoon because it's animated but the whole topic of that thing that just blows my it's mind it's very man. adult yeah yeah it's very adult and one what of I've my heard. all of my kids are adults and when i say kids i don't want anybody to think that i have children watching this when my son dad you got to watch big mouth and i watched that when i watched that one episode i had not realized that my mouth was open the entire time until i closed my mouth and it was dry and i was like <laughs> i need something to drink and they were laughing at me like, dude, dad, you stay. I'm like, you you stared at it. I was like, dude, I, I can't believe someone would make this. But however, comma, people tend to find it hilarious. I just, it was a bit much for me. Yeah. All right. So I have a feeling it's going to be the case with me, but I'm trying to go into it with understanding. Yeah. And, and, and again, to recap what we've been talking about, try it, people. Try right. it. I, one of the things that I, what I tried to do when I was teaching yoga is we, we would focus on one particular lesson for a week. Try this for a whole week. Come back. We'll discuss how it felt to try this a new approach. Right. So I'm going to say this to the listeners of Bugology. Try it. Try to come into it, everything you can or most everything you can for the week without expectation and see how it impacts your relationships. And I'm talking about with people, with everything. Look at them as if it's the first time you've ever met them and you know nothing about them, even though you know something about them. And see, see if you can see things and, and people and situations in a different way. I've done it. Uh, that's why that's why I think it's a great discussion. And I love the practice of doing it. A little, little bit of that, little, less expectation. Right. And the thing is, is that one, one thing you'll learn is as you go, and especially dealing with somebody you know, and you start to just remove any expect expectation from it, they'll start asking you, "Are you okay? What's wrong? Everything's all right?" Now, does it let's does it change if you if you haven't met somebody, you have minimal expectation, but then you meet somebody, and as as a leader, you're trying to shape them. In your group, right? right? So you're learning. You now you do have a little bit of expectation. You know what, how they how they work. Does does your expectation level change at that point? Well, here's the deal. 
remember, I went in expecting nothing, but that was me trying to get the culture together. Me saying, hey. Now you have different expectations. I believe. Now the expectation hasn't changed. I still don't expect anything until we start to introduce strategy. So once I start introducing strategy, I'm going to make that strategy yours. And I say, hey, we have to do this. So how, how do you want to get this done? What do you mean? How do you want to get it done? Because you're going to do it. So there's an ownership. Yes. 100% onus. On their part. Yes. You're going to do it. So tell me how, how we're going to get this done. That's great. Well, normally my boss would tell me, okay, great. He's not here. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yeah, he is right there. Motherfucker's I know, right yeah. <laughs> talking to him. So how are we going to get it done? I don't know. Great. Well, you and I will sit down. We'll figure it out. But we're going to get it done. Right? Yeah. So it's Be Again, so now they're looking at me like, what the hell is this? Because if they did expect anything from me, they didn't expect that. Right? So now again, it's kind of it's kind of taking the I don't expect anything from you mindset and just adding to it, you know, getting mm -hmm. it to manifest itself into final product production phase as far as when we're from culture, now we're into productivity. And this is our creation afterwards, right? And that's awesome. Yeah. No, that's really good. I love it. I love that concept. So good. I hope listeners, you've gotten something really good out of it as the as the co-host and and sort of navigator of the show. I've gotten a ton out of it, and I'm hoping to be able to apply this uh, to, to my life and, and and anything that I do, podcasting, all of it, because I I, I tend to put too much expectation and I, I examine results a little too much. The results are good to examine, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw some of this, you know, sprinkle some of this goodness on what I do and, and see how it affects my life. Now, so. I'll tell you this much. I, everybody's listening. Jason and I do not agree on everything. The only thing we agree on is understanding. That is true. Once we understand, that's it. That doesn't mean we have to agree. Just understand. Because we just had a situation happen this week. <laughs> that he didn't agree with, but he understood. And then he came back with another challenge to it. And I understood, which made me then challenge our leadership a different way. So it's all about just being open. Yeah. All right? Yeah. So you and, and less reactive. Yeah. Before you can agree or disagree, you have to understand and listen to learn, not to react. That is the most important thing. Awesome. Good stuff, yeah. man. Thank you so much. Right. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to Boogology. Uh, we'll be back again next week. So far, we're having some fun here. We we'll hope to keep going and kicking ass in the Boogology <laughs> world. And remember, know yourself before anyone else does. Thank you for tuning in. Absolutely. Absolutely.